Mike Richards through the seam. Everybody. And uh, I have to say once again, um, the best intro ever that's going bye-bye. Um, we're still waiting for Aiden, the intern, my nephew, to finish the year three intro. I'll miss the year two intro. Just as I missed the year one intro. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Flyers and Ice. I am Dan Green with Zach Hinderchuk. We are the Heat Ratio Sports Network. You must follow, subscribe, check us out on YouTube. I am here with Zach, as I mentioned. Our good friend Nick Scaltosti could not make it today, but I always have a Zach up. You like that? Ooh. That's bad. That's bad. But anyway, Zach Kinderchuk is the third member of our family. Zach, it's been a long time for Flyers. It's been a long time. So give everyone an update on Zach Kinderchuk, the greatest podcast ever known as my dad <laughs> used to play hockey. What's the status with that? And uh, then we'll get into the fly guys. Talk to us, Zach. It's been a, it's been a long hiatus. Um, I, I took some trips. Uh, I went to Costa Rica. And, you know, I, I'm not coming back annoying like a lot of people do after they go to the jungle. I'm still the same person. But I, I just need a break from it. Um, I, I feel like it, in a lot of ways, I lost my passion for hockey and my passion for talking to hockey players, but I've regained it and I, I can't wait to put out a, a season three. Like um, it, I talked today to Mike Emmerich and sometimes it's more fun to talk about the people who cover hockey than even the hockey players. And Mike Emmerich called me from a, uh, he was in the line at a grocery store and it, it's this season. Now that, it, that now that we're back and I know it's been overshadowed by the Eagles' success and the Phillies, obviously the Phillies' success and then the union for the people who are annoying. Um, like there's, there's been a lot of things over, like uh, it, it almost would have been better for the Flyers if they had started one and seven, they would be getting more attention, but they've just started. Okay. Um, and there's been a lot of stories that came out in the off season that have sort of, made me feel different about this franchise and that's been sort of disappointing. So I wanted to go uh, see a change of pace, find my love for the game again. It's back. I can't wait to get into season three and yeah, I miss talking to you, Dan. No, same, same. I, I, I was, I always text Zach out of the blue and check in. And, and when I get ignored, I figure something had to be up, something had to be up, but he was in Costa Rica. So I, now I know where to find my inner hockey. I have to go to Costa Rica get it back <laughs> yeah that's um, where you find it but yeah to, Zach, to zach's point i mean we are we are such a incredible fan base in philadelphia and we are just living red and green right now so it's hard for the um 
flyers even be noticed. And I would even go a little further. It's a shame they haven't started. They didn't start the season until like next week because they really, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a hockey nut. I always have been, but I, I, I'd be lying to my audience if I said I watched every minute of every game. I mean, oh, no one has. So, I mean, I went to, yeah. I went to the Flyers game after I went to the NLCS clincher. So I was there in Citizens Bank and then we decided to go over to the Flyers game and we just lasted a period. It was when they were playing the Sharks. And yeah, that was, that was, that was, it was, it was not, that was like the worst game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, connect me and Hayes got both of them got benched, right? Yeah. So the, the, one of the topics. So, so we'll get to that. So yeah. let, let's just, let's just talk in general. The, the, you know, let, whether it's, whether it's, uh, it's a surprising start. They're five, two, and one. They started yeah. off three and no. I believe uh, two of the first three games they were trailing two nothing, and this team never had the gumption okay. to come back. So, so Carter Hart's been playing out of his mind. I mean, I mean the Florida game that they won recently, he was they were outshot fifty one to twenty two for crying out loud. That is the quintessential standing on your head, stealing a game moment by a goalie. So Carter Hart, knock on wood, is the Carter Hart we've been hoping for. It just sucks that he's the Carter Hart we've been hoping for on this type of team. Um, it would be great if they had. A complimentary cast to support a phenomenal, phenomenal goalie in the making. Um, we are a team that is five, two, and one with no Couturier, no Atkinson, no Ellis. Bobby Brink wasn't necessarily a centerpiece, but he was still someone that was thought about. And if you were thinking about bringing up York eventually, he got injured pretty badly in the minors. So the silver lining in all that is. Even with every single one of those players mentioned, I still contend by year's end they're going to be a bottom seven team. Yeah. I initially started off last week with Nick 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 the scout saying they were a bottom four team. So it's, to my surprise, you know, and I I'll eat crow with the best of them. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this team hovers around win loss win loss. And yeah, I, I just I just ultimately here here's my here's my view on view of the flyers and you can take over because i talk too much um with tortorella as your coach the new coach you're just going to have that initial he's going to make every player run through the wall for him whether they want to or not they're just going to run through the wall for him so teams playing against the flyers are going to say hey they have a new coach that's going to make this team hustle never give up run through the wall however if you play to their Compete level, we have more talent than them. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what's going to be the outcome in the long haul, I believe. They can run through the wall as much as they want. They just don't have the talent. They don't. They, don't, they still don't have anyone that could undress you with the stick. Just attack whoever has the puck on the power play, and this team's going to be in trouble. That being said, the silver lining is you get Kate's in the lineup you know, players like that. Now we have Kiefer Bellows, who was who was someone else's bust. Maybe will be our have a rebirth with us. Not optimistic. I remember the year he was he was um, drafted. I think it was sixteen. I was kind of hoping for him because he was he was known as a, a sniper. But the bottom line, they're five two and one. They're five two and one, and I think it's based on the adrenaline rush of having a new coach and John Tortorella. Your thoughts on Torts? And the surprise start, and then we'll get into like surprise players. Well, I mean, this is kind of our start last year, right? What did we start last year? Six one and one, I think. I don't, I don't recall it being that good, but I'll take your word for it. 
Okay, don't take my word for it. But it was an optimistic start, and uh, you know we we and we were kind of blowing out teams. Talents eventually going to be our big issue. We just don't have a lot of it, and I think that there's a bit of a blessing in Atkinson being out and Couturier being out. So we're going to see the kids, but you know, how excited are you about these kids? You know, no, there's there, there is no um like Joel Faraby, God bless him, came back so much earlier enough. than I thought. I mean, his name should be on this list based on his injury. And and he's starting to the, the Connecty Hayes Faraby line is a is a nice line. Yeah. Um a nice second line on most teams. Not it shouldn't be your team's number one line. But he he, he is a player that I think he's someone he, that we're hopeful for because he's what, twenty two, twenty three? Yeah, and it, with, with the right center have, and he could be a he's third have goal a score. Goal years. Yeah, I, but I think that that's in his future. Yeah, there's there's just no, there's no guy that um, excites you. There's no there's no young Claude Giroux in the making on this team. You have to bring up his I, name. I, well, I, I, I'm just I'm just talking about from a talent perspective. Um, you know, there there's you, I I just don't see a guy getting more than seventy points in their career with this team. You know, it, it that's year. that's the sin of it, and and there's still salary. They still have salary cap issues. Oh, and I forgot to mention JVR is Six part of that injury list, and I don't care. Um, Neither. Neither so he, he's probably ecstatic about that, right? But the bottom line is, JVR and company not being in the lineup gives us an opportunity to look at kids. And again, none of these kids are going to be like, oh my god, we've discovered a a a, a front line. A first line forward. Oh my God! Where's you know? Who would have known? That's not going to happen. Um, we we have a bunch of, um, you know, bottom three and four line players at best. So that that's the shame of it all. But but at least at least seeing new faces and it gives you it gives you just you know you have to have in life you have to have goals or you have to look at, be excited about something. So if I'm going to reach for something, it's like oh. Kiefer Bellows is going to play his first game. I'm curious what he's going to look like. You know, stuff like that. If if, yeah. if, if and when Ronnie Adder gets brought that up, brought back up, will he be playing better? Uh, if York ever, if I, I really don't know the extent of his injury, but I, I heard he was really laboring it off the ice the other night, and it could be, uh, you know, an issue with his leg. If he, if he, I, don't, I, I, I forgive me for not knowing his status, but, um, you know, when these guys come back up, will they have made significant growth in the minors? Um, and, and that's kind of the way I look at it. But again, they started off with a 5-2 win against the Devils, who many, myself included, had them in the wild card mix uh, as, a, as an up-and-coming team. Then they were down 2 nothing and came back and beat Vancouver 3-2. Surprisingly beat Tampa Bay 3-2. Yeah, it was really the, surprising. It, they, it, was a, it was a really a 4-2 loss with the last-second goal to, to, to Florida to make it 4-3. Um, they played really well against Nas- Nashville, winning three to one. San Jose game was a disaster, and of course you had to be there. And that was the game that Torts benched Hayes and Connecty, which we'll build on next. And um, they had that phenomenal Carter Hart game where where they won four to three, where Al shot fifty one twenty two. And they they played a nice game against a really good Cal- uh, Carolina team, where it was mm-hmm. back and forth, and then they ultimately lost in overtime. Oh, there's no shame in losing to Carolina. Right. I mean, they, they basically have played um, Tampa Bay, Florida twice, and Carolina, and a lot of people like Nashville. 
So um, they've played some solid teams. So they're 5-2-1, and one, again, off of, I believe, their hair being on fire because of a new coach. How long that lasts, I don't know. So real, real fast, let's, let's build on players that we believe are having a nice start. Um, obviously, you, you start with the goaltender, who's been unbelievable. Yeah. He's, he's, he hasn't lost a game. Both losses, I believe, went to... No, actually, he, he, he lost the overtime game. He didn't but, lose. But he, he, the, the two regulation games went to Sandstrom, and the one regulation loss went to Hart. Hart has a um, over 940 save percentage. He's just playing terrific hockey. Um, I, 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 thought, I thought, you know, the benching of Hayes and Konechny came out of the blue for me because I was going back and forth with that game. It was just a hard game to watch. Um, I was surprised to hear they both got benched for the entire third period. I thought Konechny has been their best player by far at the forward position this year. Um, four goals, five assists. Kevin Hayes has nine assists. Um, defensively, I know you and I have um, differing views on Provorov. I don't think he'll ever be the number one I really thought he would be, but I really do believe he's having a nice start to the year. Um, he's been very solid. He's been very noticeable. Uh, I I don't necessarily love D'Angelo, the character, but the hockey player I like. He's been very, very good. And then you just got, you know, the guys that um, are the character guys. Supposedly, Delorier is a great locker room guy. Um, I, I, I'm still disappointed. And I, I think Scott Lawton's played well. Morgan Frost, I please step up your game already. I need to see more. Yeah, yeah, that right. kind of, you know, tip it, step up your game. I know you're injured, but you know, you, you're acquired for G let's step up your game. Um, Allison's been playing solid. So they've got a bunch of solid guys, but again, there's nobody on this. No one has seven goals yet on this team. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody no, no, that's just, close. I mean, yeah, he's just our top score and he has one goal. Correct. Uh, yeah. He's got so are we on board with the players that we think are having nice starts essentially? So the 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 two players I say like Carter Hart is a he's a first team All Star right now like he's been playing as well as just uh, just like he's just been phenomenal and then yeah you know we all have personal personality conflicts with Tony D'Angelo but he's been their second best player I know that like Kevin Hayes has a nice ten points over the first nine games and Konechny I think has nine uh, after eight uh, but really. Do you think that they're going to sustain that pace? The only person that I think is going to sustain that pace in terms of position players is Tony. Um, yeah, you don't need I, to I wish I didn't have to say that, but that's probably what's going to happen. Well, you don't have to show flashy numbers from the defensive perspective, whereas, you know, a guy like Kennedy. Seven points in eight games. I mean, that's pretty yeah. extraordinary. No, no, he's, he's, a power, he's a power play specialist. He's the quarterback of the power play. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a really good player. We haven't had that in a long time. No, he's a really good player. Um. And he was a player out of necessity with, with um, Ryan Ellis probably never playing hockey, or at least this town. Um, so, yeah, those are, those are the players that are standing out for me. Um, well, there's just two for me. I mean, so two uh, for I you are D'Angelo and, and, and Hart. But just I, 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 I got to give this team more credit. You're not 5-2-1 you're not with, with this um, with, with the historically awful season they had last year with just two players playing well. Provorov has been playing well. Konechny has been playing well. And you've had guys have their chip in moments, so so. Um, but I think when, when I think about terms of playing well, I think about sustainability. Who's going to be playing well at game thirty, game forty? 
Well, and, well that that's that's a totally we shall see. I mean, you, you know, you you and this is not me picking on you. You know, you've always been a fan of um Travis Sanheim and I, I just thought he's been an average player. He's been you know, he shows flashes, but year. he shows flashes then he'll disappear for 20 games. Agreed because they've never known know how to use him. Oh, well, like, you signed him on you know, an unexpected 6-year pretty big contract. AAV. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, I, so But he's my six. Like that's not a bad contract to sign. You're going to lock him in and I think that he still has the most potential of anyone uh, in the defensive core. Uh, I do. I've always thought that could be because when I watched the NHL finals last year, I thought about who could skate. <laughs> and I got pushed back on this from some people I interviewed. Um Speed is what the NHL is about right now, and who's faster than Travis Sanheim on the Flyers? Who but he doesn't play. Up? He doesn't play fast. That's the problem. He can though. He can, and I I don't know I don't know if it's a fractured relationship with John Tortorella. I don't know what it is, but he's gotten off to a rotten start. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, we don't. I, yeah, I don't we, know what it is. We're uh, waiting. It's, for, we, it's a confusing team. He's had, he's had because they aren't bad. bad. They aren't. He's had multiple bad. coaches. <laughs> multiple coaches. So you know, yes, maybe he had maybe. Yeah. If you if he's twenty six, he's had he's had four coaches already. It's, it's I wish someone would let let him let his hair down. It, it's kind of like Maybe. when um, Niedermeyer yeah. played Scott Niedermeyer. <laughs> he had so much unbelievable offensive skill. In Scott, but Scott Niedermeyer. So he was so, yeah. but he was you know Jacques Lemaire made him play defensive hockey. So you never really saw the Dennis Potvin side of um, Niedermeyer as much as you should have. But everyone knew knew what a great hockey player he was. I, I mean, I, I don't know if, if if people are making Sandheim or coaches are making him be more defensive responsible, where he's afraid to jump up on the play. And, and yeah, well, he wasn't rack. last year. That's what I always liked about him last year is that he was the only guy who pinched. And Towards every time he pinched, it seemed like he won. But he won the Barry Ashby by default because of course he did. It was just but, like they traded. They traded Braun, who had a third of a season, and it was yeah. mediocre after that. And if Braun had stayed, he probably would have won the trophy. I, don't, I still don't think so, actually. I think Sanheim was a I, I, I just, I, I, as I said to um, Nick Descout, it was like uh, he was the um, prettiest pig in the pen to choose from. It was just. Yeah, you know, he didn't have a great year, but right. he was he, like plus minus, I think, is a bigger stat than a lot of people kind of give credit to. I know that it's like a weird analytic, but Sanheim was a plus last year. Like that, that's a thing, especially someone who was, you know, on the no, often. No, plus minus is important. It is important. And it, you know, it, it, and we obviously we had the most disastrous season we've ever seen out of a defenseman that we just kept along to, to for him to get a record. And Keith Yandel, <laughs> who was what minus forty seven. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, don't remind me. But yeah, I'm sorry to remind everybody about that. But that was all ugly. And but most of the forwards, pretty much all the defensemen, including Provorov, who is still to me the most disappointing flyer we have on the roster even after a somewhat strong start this year, like this guy should be a number one. Like he should be, he's got all, like there's nothing he's lacking. Uh, he's got the offensive abilities, the defensive abilities. Um, and he's just not really like, proving himself. Sandheim is a, more of a wild card. I get that. He has up games and down games, but like, I think that um, he should have more up games than down games. And I, I don't know what's preventing him from doing that this season. I'm not sure what it is. But I've been kind of sort of bummed out because, yeah, like I said last year when I came on your show, I, I, I think Sanheim has the potential to win in Norris. I think he really does. I yeah. truly believe that. And I don't know what's going on in his mind or with this game. It's been really disappointing. 
uh, but they are five, two, and one, and just good enough to not be destroyed while we're distracted by the actual good Philly teams. Um, one Phillies, obviously, uh, and the Eagles, and then the Union again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show. Like they're they're sort of lucky to come out under the radar. I think it's actually good for the team that no one's focusing that much on them. I mean, it was sort of a bummer to go into a half-filled uh, Wells Fargo on Sunday night after the Phillies game, where the, the biggest cheer was, uh, you know, the Phillies winning, and then Oscar Limblom. I would I will give the Flyers huge credit for that. You know, Limblom plays for the Sharks now. Great two-minute tribute to his struggles and everything. Like we all love Oscar, but he just wasn't a good fit here anymore. They let him go. That was nice. But when you, when the, the the biggest cheers start coming from external things that are happening, that's sort of a problem. I just feel like, Dan, um, you know, because I'm on Flyers Twitter. I cr- created this whole account just to only ingest Flyers things. And I'm just not seeing anyone talk about them right now, even at 5-2-1. And, and that's sort of upsetting. It's predominantly, because, it's predominantly because it's it's the Phillies and, and Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that other teams are doing well, but it's also like, what is there to talk about? Like, uh, I I I like the Tortorella hire, but are you just going to do the same thing that you did before? Is that is that, is that what's going to be? Where you just bench players, you yell at the media? Like, what, what, is there is there anything new? You make players skate hard during practice. Is there anything new that's going to be interesting? Or are you just going to do this again? And the, I don't know. That That's sort of what's no, kind I, of just pushed down my interest a little bit on this Flyers team. It, it, of course, you know, Eagles are 7-0. and the, the Phillies are in the World Series. But even beyond that, I love hockey. Hockey's my number one sport. You know that. And it's just like, uh, are we just going to see the same act played out again? Uh, and that's... He said it would be different, so we shall see. He, but, yeah, I know he did. But I like know. his benching of connecting and haze and they doesn't explain it well if you're gonna do shit like that explain it why were well, they does he have to explain it to us though if, as long yes as well, i mean i i i would like to know but as, i would i would be more disappointed if the guys in the locker room still don't know because we've had you know i we we haven't played Maybe they do. Sports, yeah, i'm sure they do i've had like, i've had if, coaches if that have treated me like, like crap and never never gave me a reason for it so well know. just tell us yeah, that's the thing. It's like the, the like the the game is already just sort of flailing a little bit in here in Philadelphia. Here's why I benched Hayes and Connect me. He just gave us vague answers. Like I, I get it. He's got his whole thing, his whole like gimmick where he's contentious with media. It's boring to me. Let's just answer the goddamn questions. Just and do he's it. if and, you're that and, and someone like Nick Deloria can't do any wrong for him. So and I and I, I've talked to people that thought Nick Deloria would become a fan favorite here. Um, I do another podcast called The Reload with my uncle, Bob Strom. He was a scout for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He thought Deloria would come here and be a fan favorite because he fights. We don't care about fights. Let's just be chippy. Like, uh, right. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. It interests I, me zero because we already had a Deloria. We have Zach McEwen. Yeah. Well, who, right. Who so a fan favorite. I want, again, my philosophy on fighting because I'm old school, as my nickname indicates. Is I want the angry Ben Wilson type of fight. I want the pissed off Rick Tockett type of fight. I don't want guys talking at the um, face-off circle. Hey, you want to go? It's my first right. minute. I, I hate scripted stage fights. Now, if McEwen 
and Deloria on the ice against um, Tom Wilson and Garnet Hathaway, and things get chippy, and it, it's an organic fight. That's the kind of fight I want to see, and that'll develop, a, you know, him being someone that I'm excited to watch. You know, a little hockey. I don't want to see. I'd love to see Nick Deloria beat up Tom Wilson. I'd love to see anybody beat up Tom. Yeah, Wilson. I just want to. I don't want to see. I don't want to see scripted fights. Even Nick Sealer can go. Um, so we have we have toughness. I mean, Nick Sealer was like like Nick Sealer was one of the best protagonists of last year. Crappy player, but like if you ever saw like the arena as engaged as it, it, it was because of Nick Sealer. Like Nick Sealer beat up Nick Delore in a fight. Yeah, I know. So yeah, so we've, we've then, got like, three engaged the crowd. It was amazing. Right. We've it got was, three legitimate. And I'm not like I don't want, I don't want to be a team again because this team doesn't exist anymore. Where it's fights that need no, to, it, to it doesn't. The league it. doesn't exist anymore. It, it really doesn't, doesn't. It hasn't forever. So but it's like we don't have anything else, right? But we already have that person. Uh, and I don't know the the thing that that I guess is I'm most upset about when looking into the season five two and one is that obviously the injury plague has hit us again, and we don't know what's wrong with Cam. We don't know what's wrong. We'll never know what's wrong with Ryan Ellis. I mean, he's clearly got – he's never going to play again. We have Coots, who has just had another surgery. We don't know what's going to happen there. But what bugs me about that is that there's five years leading up to that that no one prepared for. We had all these players that are now – I mean, Cam's, what, 34? Uh, I think Coots yes, is 31. Yeah. Ellis is 35. Like, you shouldn't be relying on guys in their mid to late 30s who are going to carry your team. It's just that we haven't been drafting and preparing ourselves for the future forever. And that's sort of maddening. And then you bring in a guy like Torch who's supposed to shake things up and he's going to play his whole little role. Um, and it's like, it's fun for a little while. But in the end, you know, all we get is a new hashtag and a whole buttload of uh, disappointment. But I remember, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, you're, I'm not going to get contentious. That's not what my point is. But I remember, you know, we had we had a coaching show, you and I, of who we wanted. And you wanted torts. I did not. I wanted to talk. But I think if okay, you're right. And I wanted I wanted one of the uh, I wanted the assistance of like Tampa Bay or Carolina. That's kind of who yeah. I was looking for. But I think you were okay with torts, though. You weren't. I was like, okay with torts because that's the second best option. Right, but and you. Saying, I, like, I called him a slash and burn because you just have that. But he's not a slash and burn. I know, I know, I was wrong because yeah. he stays four or five years. Slash and burns don't last that long, but he right. gives you that press conference feel of a slash and burn kind of coach. Um, or or maybe organizations kept them on a little too long. Um, and and like with today's athletes being so soft, you just wonder how they can handle it. So real fast, the torts Hayes connect the issue. I thought, was that going to derail this team before it got started? You know, like, oh, my God, they're off to this great start. What is he doing? And then they've played a couple of decent hockey games since then. Or is this yeah. something that you think will linger, or do you think both players are over it? They got his message, whatever it may be, and they know not to – maybe they were lazy on some shifts that we to the naked eye we didn't see. Um, I wasn't at the game. I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of this game. So I don't know if you were able to tell from your perspective if they had some bad shifts, they were defensively irresponsible, you know, uh, and he's for some reason going after them because they're frontline players. To, to send yeah, he definitely is. Like he wants to send a message, right, that no one is above reproach. So I get that. But also, like, all right, there's, there's this philosophy that you can work your team to death and make them a better team. 
And that's kind of been his philosophy. Like there, there was this whole fear going into training camp. Like you're never going to work harder than you have for John Tortorella. Yeah, people go to training camp to get ready for his training camp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but then so. there's also strategy. You know, there's 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 something beyond that. Um, I don't think I, I do think John Tor- Tortorella is a good coach, and I'm glad that he's here over some of the other names that were mentioned. Um, but also like. Just be a real person. Stop just being your stupid gimmick. That's what that's what's sort of frustrating to me about him. It's like, oh, you're just oh, you're John Tortorella, so you're playing the character of John Tortorella. Yeah, eventually like, the honeymoon, the honeymoon with the media, you can tell is already coming to an end. Where yeah, he, like we all know, yeah, he's going to get Great. Yeah, he, he's going to bench Hayes and connect me for reasons we don't know. Great. And we are five, two, and one. And I'm, you know. I don't think this is a playoff team, but I think that they'll be, unfortunately, in a weird way, better than they should be. Um, but it's it's like, yeah, it's I've seen him <clears throat> I've seen him turn teams around. He turned Columbus around for sure. And there's people that love him, people that hate him. So I I like that he brought in that sort of intensity. I like that he takes accountability for when the team doesn't play well, like that he calls out players via like the media or, you know, but also like some of it just feels like this is what I'm supposed to do. Cause I'm John Tortorella. Now let me get onto my greyhounds, which is a great thing that you do, but it's like, you know, are you really the, are you the future fix of this team? I don't know. No players are the future fix of the team. And then and that's that the goes, problem that too. Yeah. The management, you know, how long can Fletcher lead this team? I, I just I don't mean, I, the fact he's not fired at this point is, and is, and is Breer definitely the the, the, the no. next in line? No, he shouldn't be. So we'll, we'll it, yeah, we'll see. It, it's it's a shame. I mean, uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's been forty. It was such a bummer to go from the Phillies. Forty-seven years. So it's it's a, it's 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 a long time. Staggering. Staggering. Uh, just to, to go from that Phillies game, which I was there on Sunday, which is, it's it's just a bigger thing of culture, right, man? Like I'm wearing a Phillies hat instead of a Flyers hat for a reason. I'm not going to wear a Flyers hat again for a while. Like the Phillies get it. Bryce Harper gets it. Alec Bowman gets it. Um, And then the, the Flyers just don't get it. And they're going to maybe be good, maybe Borderline playoff team this year, high expectations. That's the highest expectation. Not just division. No. But the but the problem is is that they just aren't integrating themselves with, with the community anymore and still feel distanced. And that's I think that's the thing that pisses me off more than anything. Is that I mean what what's the reason you're giving me out to to to, the, to come out and see this team? What is it? That your coach is gonna be contentious with the media that you're like what is it who what 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 player because the 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 phillies have a player bryce man i love bryce jesus he's gotten it from day one the the sixers have maxi like maxi just gets it the eagles have name a player slay kelsey hurts aj brown now yeah yeah aj brown it's just like connect with me. Who is on the fucking flyers? Who are who's doing that? No. Hey, hey, I have students watching the show. I have students watching the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is the unicorn flyer? (laughs) No, listen, it's, 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 that's that's the most maddening thing. Who am I supposed to connect to? Who am I supposed to connect to on this team? Carter? 
Well, Carter it, at this point, I just pity. Yeah, no, like, no. I, I just feel bad for him. And I, I don't right, know. We just said he's a great because of all the ancillary news about him. Yeah. So it's just like, I, it's it's hard even to, to like throw myself 100% in his corner. Like, it's just that they they built Gritty, and I, I know Gritty's fun and whatever. No, I can't stand Gritty. I know, but like, he's fun. But like, who, if I'm going to buy a jersey, which I never would, that was my, that was what I was about to say. I just ordered one. Who? I I went Farabee. Great. But you're never going to wear that. It, it just hangs. It's just for, you know, decades. Yeah. Oh, oh, you just hang. Who you got? I'm who's a, the Philly jersey you got behind you? That's Chase Utley. See? I mean, that's a guy who's a jersey I would buy. And yeah. Then, my, the, my, my wife uh, wore my Bryce Harper one to work for, you know, the whole. Halloween thing, school support, and you know, yeah. every every you know, teacher. That's that, I think that's the most frustrating, and I, yeah. and I know that there are people working harder on, and maybe I sound like just a, you know, a more old school fan than you, but that can't be. There's no one, there's no one that I would go to the arena to see, and there hasn't been in forever. And I would throw Giroux in there too. I I never was excited to go see Claude Giroux play. No, I and, and, no, and, I, and like there's even less now. You. I can't argue with you. There, there, I, I, I can't argue with you. I've been that's what I've been saying for for the past two years with this team. Who has an unbelievable skill set on this team? Even Giroux, who had the hands, he had no more speed. And and then if he if he and, and if it wasn't about speed, he didn't have talent to utilize his skill set um when you had the when you had him and Voracek in their prime and you had the tough guy Simmons who was a who was both a policeman and a, and a 30 goal scorer there was some excitement there yeah um I did have the expectations that Provorov would have developed into a top five NHL defense but imagine right like who what that's, that's, that's right what, now it's like I want to go see Ivan Provorov play them. no I, at one point I thought that would be the case but nah. it's not um there, there is, there is nobody on this team. There is no dynamic um, young centerman. Again, we could have had one, but we drafted, you know, Cam York instead. Right. Of um, help me out, Montreal. Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield, yeah, could have been Cole Caulfield. That guy's electrifying at times. Um, yeah. But we went Cam York and a Cole Caulfield. Uh, 2.0 and Bobby Brink and it, it's not quite well obviously and there's the whole the Nolan Patrick Kale McCarr thing like you make bad yeah. draft picks and that happens but it's just it's it's even beyond that it's just none of these guys feel like flyers there's not one flyer on the team besides Carter Hart who feels like a flyer All right and I, you know again I sound very old-timey saying that um like a Kate Smith statue saver, but it's just the truth. There's been bad flyer teams in the past and we still rooted for them because there was an effort and like the, there was still like the, the thought that you had pride putting on the Jersey and there's not one damn player on this team outside of Carter uh, that I feel that about, you know, uh, it's just that I think that's what bumped you out more. And you know, the, the, what also is sad for me is when I do go to the games and I've, I've been to one this year and uh, when you have a whole section to yourself, it's like, okay, this is how the team is being received. Like section two one empty. Um, they, they, their concessions are better. You can get some good food there. It's great. 
you went you went to you went to the first of what's that tell me that the theme was uh the honoring the alumni kind of night was no it? i was going to and i had but what was that what was that theme what, what are they calling that so 60s and 70s night right so yeah. what do they do they have one so of the they had jerseys you know on. people from 60s and 70s no no, no because, i understand that but what, yeah <laughs> so they have one of their newer jerseys on why not for those type of games break out an old school jersey i don't know that would have been a smart thing to do in my opinion i was like uh, you know anyway so let's pay the bills <clears throat> so Based on what Zach's saying, you're not going to want to buy any Flyers card anytime soon. But you might want to look into some Eagles memorabilia, Eagles cards, Phillies cards. I agree. So the sports card industry is booming, Zach, and now is the time to start collecting. No matter the sport, the novelty and value of the hobby is at an all-time high. That being said, JN Sports Breaks is a Facebook page where it comes in full circle. Started by John and Nick, two blue-collar guys from the tri-state area, this page creates a fan-friendly atmosphere while giving the collector what they want. Whether you're new to the hobby or a seasoned collector like Zach, JN has a break for you. Make sure you're, you're following today for all the free promos, games, and giveaways. As a bonus, mention this ad and receive a $5 off your first break. Remember, follow JN Sports Break on Facebook and also on WhatNot app at JN Sports Break. All one word. You got to check out Jan Sports Break on Facebook, Zach, and and it's fascinating. You get you bid on things. It's just an awesome new concept. Jan Sports Breaks, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, I think I think collecting cards is definitely not weird. No, so um, I guess we'll wrap up our ten minute misconduct. Thirty seven minutes in. Oh boy. Oh, is it that long? There's just no. I can't come up with another name now, Zach. I mean, I went from a two minutes two minutes for roughing to five minutes for fighting. All right, we can't do a show in five minutes. To a 10-minute misconduct, we're going to keep this short and quick. And okay. look at me. It's 37 minutes. But, okay. you know, we, we, we were engrossing conversation. And, right. um, Buy listen. hockey cards. <laughs> but, <laughs> listen, they play the Rangers tonight at New York. They're going to get smoked. Yeah, more than likely. But they come to the rink playing hard. Anything can happen. But uh, Zabanajad and company, Panarin and company, my favorite goalie in recent Sturkin. years, just Durkin. I've, I've tiled that kid before anyone knew his name. I hate Russians, but he's okay. <laughs> okay, you and Ned Snyder, God rest his soul, both. Yeah. All right, on, on behalf of Zach, my dad used to play hockey, Kendra Chuck. I am Dan Old School Green, whose friend's dad used to play hockey. And we are Flyer and Ice. We are Heat Ratio Sports Network. And we'll be back um, probably in a few. You know, we're going to live in the moment with the Phillies and Eagles and give you periodic uh, five, seven-game stretch recaps of how the Flyers are doing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard product to watch. And you see a lot of these um, hockey podcasts are not as active as they used to be, and I wonder why. Well, if you like interviews that are good, and you don't like assholes like the Nasty Knuckles crew, then listen to my podcast. Listen, I'm not that that's that's a Zach comment. I <laughs> I don't I don't disparage any shows. I don't I, I that's not my style, Zach. But Zach's show is terrific. My dad used to play hockey. Check him out on all platforms, like the ones listed below our names. All right, everyone, enjoy the Flyers game tonight. Go Phils, go go Eagles, and go Flyers tonight. Good hockey, everyone. Take care.